0: This is the wealth of the past. guest today is Thomas Lockley. He is a lecturer at Nihon University College of Law in Tokyo, where courses he's taught include the International History of Japan, Britain and Japan in History, and East Asia and Japanese History. He is the author of Yasuke, the true story of the legendary African samurai. Yasuke was the first foreign born samurai, and his astonishing journey led him from Northeast Africa to the heights of Japanese society. This book presents the never before told biography of the singular figure, one whose travels between countries, cultures, and classes offer a new perspective on race in world history and a vivid portrait of life in medieval Japan. To be completely honest, I had some Skype problems during my interview, thank you to my beloved internet provider, TPG, so I had to edit some parts for easy listening. Nonetheless, I'm sure you'll enjoy this episode. The story of Yasuke, the legendary African samurai.
1: I think Yasuke is a man who we can all relate to as an inspiration. I think he is, his life essentially was almost a miracle. I mean, Mm -hmm. you couldn't make it up. I mean, I could have written this as a fiction story and it wouldn't have been as good as the fact. So Mm -hmm. um, I think the story itself is, is amazing, but Yeska himself is an inspiration. He mm-hmm. is very calm. He's very intelligent. He's uh, got at least four or five languages. Uh, he navigates his way through a world which is not his world, mm-hmm. and he rises to the top of a society on the other side of the world from where he was born. I think that's a pretty amazing thing.
0: It really blew me away. Um, so I was <laughs> just, just curious about the um, the research process in writing this book.
1: Yeah, sure. Oh, well, I started around about nine years ago, uh, originally meaning to make a fiction. But As I found out more about the actual fact, as I said before, it's better than fiction as you couldn't make yeah. it up. So in the end, it became uh, a factual book. Um, uh, I had uh, a daughter eight years ago, and that kind of stopped the process of writing uh, in, dead in its tracks. And then a son came along as well. Uh, but then about four years ago, um, I resurrected the project and... Uh, as an academic paper, just a short paper, mm-hmm. uh, I thought that would be enough, but when we got to the 10,000 word limit, that was in no way enough, um, so it became a book, which was originally released in Japanese in 2017, and then we went on with my co-author, Jeffrey Girard, excellent guy, uh, went on to produce the book which you see in front of you today.
0: Fantastic, and I know that there were multiple accounts written, right, Um uh, fictitious accounts of Yaskir's tales?
1: Sure. He's not an unknown historical character. He's quite well known, but, um, his character in the past has been seen as one, which is too niche perhaps to mm-hmm. make into a full book. Uh, I decided to, to try for the full book and there was plenty of information there to, to do that and recreating his world, the world he saw, the world he lived in, uh, proved to me to be just as rich about, as his own life. Um, mm-hmm. What did he see in Kyoto when he was running through Kyoto? What did Kyoto look like at those times? Uh, what did uh, Mount Fuji look like uh, in those times? What was a battle like in those times? You know, mm-hmm. um, There's so much there which he would have, okay, we don't have his own recollections of it, but we know he was there. We know he saw those things. And therefore, I think it's uh, perfectly legitimate to write that into a book. So the fictitious accounts were mainly, uh, well, they started in the 1960s, uh there's another one in nineteen seventy one and then, in the last twenty years there' have been various different uh accounts written by a whole load of people um mm-hmm. some of them one of them is a is a movie with abe hiroshi and he's mm-hmm. Yasuke's grandchild for example so he he pops up uh in all sorts of places you look on i m d b the uh um movie um Database, you'll, mm-hmm. you'll find about nine projects or 10 projects in total linked wow. to Yasuke. and I'm pretty sure there's a couple more out there which are not actually listed as well. Mm-hmm. So most of them are documentaries, manga, anime, uh, mm-hmm. but there's at least two to three Hollywood movies. And Ch- uh, Chadwick Bosman's one is simply the, the one which is more yeah. public, public about their pro- progress. So All I think right. we can say that there's going to be an awful lot of Yasuke on their screens in the next five, six years. You can't
0: complain. The more Yasuke, no, the better.
1: I, I, I could hardly yeah. agree there. Yeah. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess let's jump right into the story then. Um, Go for it. So for the listeners that haven't read the book or aren't familiar with this story, you know, who was Yasuke? Where did he come from?
1: The book is called African Samurai, and uh, it's available pretty much anywhere you need to buy it from. Um, he was, in my... In my opinion, he was from North East Africa, probably from what is now South Sudan. Um, other people think he may have come from Mozambique, but I think the evidence is stronger that he was from North East Africa. Um, you can see why if you read the notes at the back of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, he was trafficked as a child, almost definitely to India, where he probably became a slave soldier, what's called a habshit uh, in India. Um, he would have fought there For several years, it was a time of turmoil in India, just as it was in many parts of the world at this time. Mm -hmm. And somehow, he then was uh, employed, probably not as a slave, by a Jesuit called Alexandro Valiano. Now, Valiano Mm -hmm. was the chief Jesuit in the whole of Asia, and he was on a um, tour of inspection, essentially, of all of the missions, uh, which were very, very recent missions. So they were all quite um, there they're really kind of in an immature state. And his job was to develop them into a mature state. Mm
0: -hmm. He
1: went through the whole of Asia, uh, from India with Yasuke to Malacca to Macau in southern China. And then eventually uh, in 1579, they ended up in uh, what is Kyushu in Japan.
0: Wow. Wow. It's, um, I think the backdrop to the story is quite incredible. You know, you have, um, the Christian influence in Japan. I'm ever expanding, um, with the Jesuits, you know, um, there's Yasuke's backstory. You know, I, I was thinking just before this interview, man, this guy, he, he already had a wealth of experience before he even reached Japan.
1: Sure. Absolutely. Uh, but he's representative of millions of people like him who would have mm-hmm. done similar things. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just didn't quite rise to the level of being nobunaga's uh mm-hmm. nobunaga's bodyguard uh mm-hmm. anybody connected with nobunaga for those of you that know anything about japanese history anybody connected with him is it automatically famous he is mm-hmm. possibly one of the biggest and most revered characters in the whole of japanese history mm-hmm. uh, one of the world's great leaders and um to this day if you walk into any japanese bookshop whether it's a specialist in history or uh, just in a in a train station, you will find a book about Nobunaga. Um, mm-hmm. Probably a lot more than one on the sale. And mm-hmm. he's probably the only character in Japanese history which you can say that about. So the fact that Yatsuke made that jump to be Nobunaga's um, samurai mm-hmm. uh, meant, meant that he, his life is recorded. And millions of other people who will have done similar things to him and lived similar lives uh, prior to the Nobunaga episode are not recorded, and therefore I think Yasuke is also a symbol of many other people in the world.
0: I, I couldn't agree more. I think you know what he represents is, you know, he he's the man, the myth, the legend, yeah. and and it's incredible. It's 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 so interesting how you know you can't make this up. How he even came across someone such as Valinano, um, who there are multiple accounts of him in the history books, and and someone like Oda Nobunaga, you know arguably one of the most famous men in Japanese history. Um, It's incredible how, you know, the scene was sort of set up here.
1: Well, if you think about it, you're always going to have the most uh, important Catholic trying to meet the most important Japanese Mm -hmm. warlord in the country. Um, He needed, the Catholic Valiano needed the protection of Nobunaga to continue his mission. Therefore, it's not quite as bizarre as it may at mm-hmm. first seem because they were those two were destined to meet and it's just happened that Yasuke was there at the time. But mm-hmm. what happens after that is Yasuke uh rising on merit. It's not Yasuke just being there at the time. Mm-hmm. He had a dose of luck right at the beginning, just there. Mm-hmm. However, we find uh, from various sources that Nobunaga really loved him. He mm-hmm. loved talking to him. He couldn't stop talking to him, one of the sources mm-hmm. said. Um, what we he, they talked about, we don't know, but I can hypothesize that two warriors would talk about war. Uh, one warrior who'd been in many different um, fields, uh, battlefields, and theaters, um, Yasuke, would I'm pretty sure have been asked a lot of questions by Nobunaga, and he would have talked about things like Cannons elephants things which would have been exotic to Nobunaga uh, mm-hmm. But which you go would have seen and probably fought with and against mm-hmm. um, We also hear him after this um, He's given the servants. He's given his own house. He's given a sword which makes him technically the first foreign samurai in Japanese history There may well have been others beforehand, but nobody bothered to write about them. So Mm -hmm. Yasuke can take that crown because he's recorded. Again, it's because he was written about rather than because Mm -hmm. uh, of anything else. Um, The other thing is about Yasuke is that we know that he must have had an extremely good uh, demeanor. I mean, he's described as having a good demeanor anyway by one of the Japanese sources. Um, However, to be able to... So, for example, he's caught in a riot in Kyoto, among pro- probably five, six thousand people who want to get get a view of him, perhaps and to mm. touch him, they're knocking. They're trying to knock down the church, which is mm-hmm. in to get a look at him. Uh, mm-hmm. People are dying in the crowd through the crush. And you ask him, if that was me, I would have been absolutely packing it. I would have been really scared. I wouldn't have been able to. At the end of it, I probably wouldn't have been able to stand up. Mm-hmm. Nobunaga hears this, sends his soldiers to clear away this crowd and then demands to hear who's been breaking his peace. Yasuko is taken before Nobunaga probably within 10 minutes of being in fear Mm -hmm. of his life. Mm -hmm. By that time, he is extremely calm. He is extremely well behaved, and he is wowing Nobunaga and his court with Mm -hmm. everything. Uh, To me, even thinking about that kind of uh, composure is, is something special in itself.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, just so stoic, you know, running for your life, you know, um, people think you're some sort of God or something, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. They thought, wasn't he thought of as um, Daikokuten in the flesh or something like that?
1: that that's a hypothesis. But yes, that, okay. would have been, that would have been the kind of view that the contemporary Japanese people would have had. Mm-hmm. They would have associated black skin with deities or with devils, mm-hmm. one of the two. Yeah. And uh, because that's what Japanese temples um, have as black-skinned within the temples. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, they're also green-skinned and blue-skinned and red-skinned, uh, mm-hmm. de- deities, devils, etc. However, I mean, they would never have seen anybody like Yasuke before. And I think it's worth saying that they would have ne- never seen anybody so big as him before, six-foot-two mm-hmm. in those days. For Japan, was like a seven-foot person today, perhaps mm-hmm. even bigger. And uh, although it must be apocryphal, he had the strength of 10 men, which, uh, you know, that is not entirely um, true. He probably had the strength of three or four men. So, six foot two, really, really strong and black. Kyoto went wild for him. He was the latest uh, idol, if you like. And uh, that was possibly a slightly difficult thing for him to deal with, but he did. He dealt with it.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you know, you're running for your life. People have died to, you know, come and see you. And then, you know, you're you meet the most powerful man in Japan, and you just have to remain calm and and bow, keep your yeah, head down. Absolutely. Um, so, is it is it true that Nobunaga, you know, couldn't believe that you know um, Yasuke was black and asked him to scrub his skin? Sure. I mean,
1: I think we can also. Hypothesised that that uh, Nobunaga pro- probably thought he was a public relations trick of mm. the Jesuits. Um, he'd been maybe they'd been painting him up in battle paint or something to look like something else. I mean, the Jesuits were always bringing gadgets and new things to Nobunaga. Uh, clothes, a globe, for example, uh, mm. be- because that was the kind of thing that um, Nobunaga liked, and the Jesuits mm. needed his protection and his pat- patronage. Um, So, from Nobunaga's point of view, that may well have been a reasonable explanation. So, he politely asked Yesuke to strip to the waist, and then he, there are different versions. He either scrubbed Yesuke himself, or he he had Yesuke scrubbed by one of his servants. Of course, the pigment did not come out, and therefore, um, Yesuke was proven to be real. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Nobunaga then throws a massive party invites his sons, his nobles. Yasuke is the guest of honor at the end of the party. Yasuke made a rich man. He's given a lot of money and mm-hmm. uh, 32 kilos worth of, uh, copper, copper coins, 32 mm-hmm. kilos is an awful lot. And I think it was probably a bit of a joke to get this really mm-hmm. strong guy also to be carrying his fortune away, you know, 32 mm-hmm. kilos. I don't think I could just pull up <laughs> yeah. 32 kilos. Um, uh-huh. Probably you couldn't either. And um, so, yeah, I think that there's multiple layers of jokes and mirth and uh, mm-hmm. uh, and friendship already coming mm-hmm. into it. You know, a bit of teasing here as well. Yeah. And that brings on to the next stage in a few days' time. We don't know exactly when and how, but it brings on to the, the fact of uh, Yeske then being transferred into Nobunaga's service by mm-hmm. Valiano. Mm-hmm. Valiano had his own audience two days later. And it would have – if I had been Valiano and I knew that Nobunaga was showing interest in my man, if you like, mm-hmm. my bodyguard, I think mm-hmm. I would have then just said, okay, I, I, I don't need him right now. Mm-hmm. Please employ him. He's, your, he's yours if you, if, if you want.
0: Yeah. I guess it was a good political move in some ways. Oh, yeah. Valiano's Absolutely. Part. Yeah. I, I find Oda Nobunaga such a, an interesting fellow, you know. Um, I guess like most people at the time, you know, it it's hard to kind of you know look back on the past and, and judge, you know, cuz I I thought man this guy's you know he's hiring ninjas to kill people on toilets. Um he's killing servants when he comes back from hunting or something like that when you know his where he was living wasn't um clean to his liking. So there's that. But then he also, you know, unified Japan and He's such an interesting... such a forward thinker.
1: He was a man for his times. Uh, These were brutal times. Um, He wouldn't have got very far if he'd been um, a weaker man. Um, Mm. He started his life as a very... In a very weak position. And he spent his Mm -hmm. whole life fighting to... uh, To better that position. Mm -hmm. And... Although, I mean, we cannot say there's a good dose of selfishness in the wanting to be the ruler of Japan. He also did specifically say that it was to bring peace to the people as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unfortunately, to bring peace to the people, a lot of them had to die. Uh, But they were the enemy people. His own people, the people on his side, the people under his protection, apart from in very rare cases like that you mentioned with the servants, were very, very pleased to be under his rule. Um, He had economic policies in an age where economics was not even, didn't even exist. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had economic policies uh, which um, improved marketplaces, improved uh, tax regimes for people so they could work rather than uh, be taxed to death, essentially, which is what happened, Mm -hmm. for example, in Europe at these times. That's the age he lived in. We live now in an age of, of Uh, relative peace and we live in an age of human rights. We're blessed with international organizations like the United Nations, which guarantee those rights or attempt to guarantee those rights. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. None of that existed in those days and the world was as it was. Mm -hmm.
0: You know, and and it's so hard to try and understand what life was like, you know, in the late 1500s. But I think this book did a really good job at painting the picture.
1: I'll tell you one thing. There's, um, a book I read recently about the Elizabethans and it was, mm-hmm. uh, it was in e- England. Um, mm-hmm. It started The first sentence in the book, I can't remember the author's name, unfortunately, was, we tend to think the Elizabethans, the Elizabethans were like us but lived 400 years ago, full mm-hmm. stop. They were mm-hmm. nothing like us. And mm-hmm. the reason for that is exactly the same reason as we can think about Nobunaga as being nothing like us because he couldn't be. He couldn't. He didn't live in the world, the blessed world that we live in, where we are allowed to be peaceful or we're allowed to have human rights, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Yes. Yes. Do you think that um, Yasuke was sort of a part of um, Nobunaga's plan You because know, he was so forward thinking? And I, I've read an excerpt in the book about that, how, um, you know, it, it kind of, Yasuke kind of represented how sort of modern, I guess, and forward thinking um, Nobunaga was.
1: Well, Nobunaga didn't know that Yasuke existed until the second that they met. So I don't mm-hmm. think he could have been planned in advance. Mm-hmm. However, when Nobunaga saw Yasuke and when he decided that this he wanted this man in his employ, mm-hmm. it 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 was part of a part of a process of events that Nobunaga mm-hmm. had engaged in and was still to engage in until mm-hmm. his death. He mm-hmm. did things that were different from other people. He didn't care. Uh, about, thing, about doing things the traditional way. He made his own traditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why the hell not employ a foreigner yeah. uh, to be your, your, one of your inner circle?
0: Mm-hmm. No, it makes total sense. And um, just, I guess, adding on to that, you know, how he, what was it called again? How he invented um, a form of... Um, called volley fighting that's right, that's right. Volley fire yeah. Volley fire. Volley. It's when it's oh. when you have
1: three bunk, banks of guns, one yeah. firing, they reload, the next bank fires, they reload, mm. the third bank fires, and by the time the third bank's fired, then the first bank is ready to fire again. So it's mm. like having a machine gun. There's, yeah. there's con- constant fire, essentially, and anything yeah. that's coming at you is going to be pulverized. Mm. Uh, Nobunaga either invented it on his own, or he was one of the people that invented in three different places around the world mm-hmm. uh, independently. One of them was China, possibly the Netherlands, the the first recorded use of this in Europe mm-hmm. is in the early 17th century. Possibly it was invented in the Netherlands or possibly they copied it from Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's
0: unclear exactly as to how that worked. And is, is it true that Japan at the time had the most amount of guns? Well, mm-hmm. if the figures
1: are to be to be believed, and I mean, we can't say for definite because people mm. obviously uh, showed off and boasted there were mm. more guns in Japan than there were in the whole of the rest of the world put together.
0: Wow. Yep. That's incredible. I had well, no idea about that.
1: Well, that is the result of a century of war, mm. and having, by the end of the century, Nobunaga could put field armies of up to 80,000 Two or three armies of so 80,000 at a time, you're talking 200,000 troops mm-hmm. uh, under his power. Uh, after this, within a few years, you've got Hideyoshi invading Kyushu. Hideyoshi was Nobunaga's successor, uh, invading Kyushu with 220,000, and then invading Korea um, the next decade with, in various different ways, with nearly up to a half a million troops either stationed in Japan or stationed in Korea at different times. Mm-hmm. Y- you know, when you've got that amount of troops going even if only a quarter of them are, are, gunner, are guns, troops, mm-hmm. you've got hundreds of thousands of guns.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so in terms of battles, did Yasuke engage in warfare?
1: Well, he's, he's documented as engaging in, in one battle as a fighter, one battle as an observer, and he probably uh, engaged in another one either as a fighter or as a very near observer, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I know that Yasuke rode alongside nobunaga and it would have been very scary i guess for their enemies in battle you know when they're seeing sure. this giant of a man you know riding absolutely. towards them
1: absolutely i mean um uh, that's part of the point of why he would have been chosen as valiano's bodyguard yeah. in the first place mm-hmm. uh, don't mess with me i've got yasuke on my side uh mm-hmm. nobunaga did Nomune had an awful lot more power military power than valiano did valiano would have only had yasuke but mm-hmm. um yeah, at the same time, of course, he he
0: would have struck fear into his enemies. There's no doubt about it. What is the impact of Yasuke's story today?
1: I have also been in Japan roughly 20 years on and off. And when I first arrived to the, now, it's a very, very different place. The mm-hmm. foreign population has almost trebled in that time, for one, mm-hmm. Um That doesn't include people that have naturalized as Japanese citizens because they Mm -hmm. just got off the charts um, as foreigners. And I think there's less than five million foreign tourists in 2000 when I came here. And now there's nearly 40 million. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a very, very different place. And Yasuke has been part of this New Japan because uh, his story has been told Mm -hmm. just as Japan is experiencing this new wave of international feeling and diverse feeling so when I've been on Japanese TV for example on uh, Tokyo Mm -hmm. Television a few years ago they specifically wanted me to talk about diversity and that was in Japanese that was the that was what they wanted Yasuke to represent so the Japanese uh, the native Japanese if you like have very much now they are associating him with the future as much as the past mm-hmm. he's a for, forerunner of people like Nami Osaka or Asuka Cambridge both great athletes mm-hmm. uh, the new guy Brown who's just uh, broken the 10 seconds um, mm-hmm. 100 meters and a whole host of other people especially rugby players uh, baseballers who've come from who are born in Japan Japanese citizens but have come from other ethnicities and so yes he is very much seen as a pioneer in that respect
0: you know he's i guess he was kind of um in mythology in japan in in pop culture he was kind of you know floating around in the minds of people yeah but that's for the right. most part that's probably wasn't really known right and yeah that's a yeah. great
1: description floating around in people's minds is a good way of yeah. putting it as a vague most people knew he existed mm. even if they didn't know his name oh He's Nobunaga's black guy, for example, or Nobunaga's black samurai or something like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Others knew his name, but not what he'd done and that kind of thing. And I Mm -hmm. think uh, that's coming more to the fore. If the world knows more about people like Yasuke, Mm -hmm. the world will become a better place because history for throughout its whole history has normally been Mm -hmm. the history of the dominant class uh, Mm -hmm. of wherever that history is told. Whether it be China... Uh, Dominant class of China controlled history. Dominant class of Japan controlled history. Dominant class of Europe, America, etc. controlled history. And of course they wrote history for themselves and they wrote history to congratulate themselves and boost their own image internally as well as externally. Uh, Yasuko slipped through those cracks as he's not a member of any class or caste which was in the ruling state um, Mm. at any point. Therefore people like him who did great things and who showed great character and really impressed others mm-hmm. can show us that we as normal people are also able to do great things as well yes. and i think that's par- partly why his story with all the other factors like modern multiculturalism etc cetera, etc cetera, i mm-hmm. think the the main thing that why his story resonates with people is because of because of that, he's he's a normal guy. Absolutely. <laughs> right, he, he's Absolutely. six foot two and built like a brick whatnot, but, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's still, no, like, all, he's still a normal it. guy. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it really, you know, it shakes the paradigm for a lot of people, you know, um, yeah. for yeah. history buffs and people yeah. who aren't really interested in history. And, you know, I'm sure the movie will or the movies will help with that. Yeah. Um but just, you know, just on the back of the book, I thought this was a great little description here. It said, you know, a travel between countries, cultures, and classes. And that's why Which I think this book Which is edition so of the book have you got? I think I've got the British edition. Um, it's this one, this is the book here. Uh,
1: yeah, that's the British edition.
0: Oh, it's a paperback. I didn't even know the paperback was out. Yeah, the paperback. So I actually nice. came across it um, on the way to Japan. I was there a couple of weeks ago and, yeah, um, yeah it was just kind of, I looked over and I thought, wow, what's this? get the true story of the legendary African samurai. That is, that's so is my book. Is that like book. in the airport bookshop or something? Airport bookshop in Brisbane, nice. Australia. I had no idea. Yeah. 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 That's Great so stuff. Uh, the word is spreading and, um, yeah, the story, will, the story will live on. And, you know, I find this story just so incredibly motivational um, and just intriguing and it's a really good read. Um, so, yeah, I, I really have to thank you, you know, for disseminating this story. Um, well, and thank, providing you for re- thank you account. for
1: reaching out to me. Um, it's, no it's, great to, it's great to be, um, great to find people that are interested in your work. You know, it's always good. So thank you for reaching out to me and thank you for um, having the courage to propose this interview.
0: Thank you so much. And I'm going to pass this book on to all my friends, family members, you name it.
1: Good and um, you should get them to buy a copy as well.
0: <laughs> absolutely, of course, of course. <laughs> um so yeah just before you go Tom I'm yeah. I'm just curious about any any future projects you're working on? Um I am working
1: on future projects, similar projects of people that have slipped through the cracks of history. Okay. I can't go into too many details, but um No problem. Give it give it a year or two and you may well see another one. Uh let Wait and see. Um, I, I have to say it's very difficult to match the awesomeness of Yasuke for a story, but I'm doing my yes. best. I think um, I think it's going to be hard to match it, but I'm going to do my best. And uh, thank you very much for your support. No um, if you want, if people want to uh, reach out and find out more, there's an African Samurai Facebook page. Uh, just click on like, and you'll get updates. There's various updates already been there's actually right now um a free signed book giveaway um going on this week until next tuesday uh if you're interested in that check out the african samurai facebook page and you can um see see more there and also um we do have an africansamurai.com website but i don't think it's up and running fully yet so perhaps Fantastic. the facebook page is better
0: something tells me that this isn't the end of yasuke um i want to wish you well with all your future endeavours and um, hopefully we can maybe talk again soon.
1: Yeah, sure. Great. And thank you once again for having me and no uh, good luck with all of yours. Um, I see you're, it's a new podcast, so I hope, it goes, uh, I hope it goes swimmingly.
0: Thank you so much. It's such an honour to have you on the podcast. I really appreciate it.
1: Lovely. Thank you very much, Callum. Take care.
0: I hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to check out the African Samurai Facebook page and support the amazing work that Thomas Lockley is doing.